0: Into your life From this Now with, Without further ado Let's get into this podcast And enjoy Hi And welcome to the Parts Podcast On today's episode I'm joined with Kim Thomas She's a family friend And hypnotherapist In this podcast we talk about mental health, and women's menopause, and
1: women's health, and the stigma around the menopause in society and the workplace. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. <laughs> Hi, um, hi Kim, how you doing? Thank you for um, coming on the podcast. Really appreciate it. No, welcome.
2: Uh, hi Adam, great, to, great to see you.
1: No, you hi. too.
2: Yeah.
1: But um, yeah, I we we we've been talking um before this, and um, we we picked a topic that is definitely something that you know needs to be spoken about, and I think it's kind of getting out in the media more, and it's uh it's like you know menopause.
2: It's certainly a subject that I'm very passionate about, and I really want to say that you've been incredibly brave, because um, it's a subject that people are uh, very shy about, it's a taboo subject, mm-hmm. yeah. it's not talked about, um, and one you know on top of all that, what women have is a huge amount of shame attached to being menopausal, and that's for many many reasons, but the t- having the taboo. About it, it's like they, they try and suppress everything. So they can't be open, they can't be honest. They're reluctant to say how they're feeling. And of course, that just then makes them more anxious, more stressed, more worried, more apprehensive about what they're doing. Um, you know, I'm very passionate about supporting women and their well being. Um, it, it's, it's something that every woman will go through in, in her life. Um, you know there's, there's it's not an illness it, it, it's a natural stage in every woman's life every menopause journey is different so one not one size fits all there is a tendency for the medical profession to medicalize it as an illness that needs sorting that needs fixing uh, many of, of uh, my wonderful female clients that come to me say I went to my GP because I was struggling with insomnia so he gave me sleeping pills and end of. I'm struggling with anxiety so they gave me some uh, beta blockers or, 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 or the chosen whatever or you know even um, antidepressants yeah. mm. the menopause is not an illness However, yeah. sometimes some of
0: the symptoms are
1: severe enough that they do need some medical assistance. Hmm. Yeah. So so what you're saying is like your client's going for the menopause, going to the doctors because they've got symptoms is it, from the menopause
0: yeah.
1: and they're being prescribed drugs and medication that's got nothing to do with the menopause. was making them feel a certain
2: well, it has got a lot to do with the menopause. I mean, a classic, you know, if I, I can read you down the list, if you like, of, of menopause symptoms and, and anybody that's interested wants to find a, a, a bit more, you know, they're very welcome to email me. Um, it's at mm, com, And I'm happy to answer any questions that they may have. But you know, um, we go from anxiety to uh, brain fog to low mood to um, loss of confidence, uh, um, loss of anxiety. Yeah, as we've uh, as we've seen uh, in the article uh, today in the Daily Mail. You know, um, the celebrity that um, is in the Daily Mail today is saying she lost her confidence to drive. She was so anxious that she couldn't drive and. That's just one. If you take a woman who is now extending her work life, because historically, you know, women didn't used to, but they are now in the workplace for as long as. So perhaps previously, when the menopause hit, there weren't many so many questions being asked of that woman to achieve.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now you you going on into your seventies and still working for, for many women, and mm-hmm. so. When they hit the menopause, they're still expected to keep that momentum going. And there is no consideration for the changes that are happening. And actually, one in four women will look to leave work early, as in have to quit their job because they cannot continue. The workforce will be missing out on you know, all the experience, all the wisdom, all the continuity, because these this group of very expertise people, experienced people, are having to leave. Because because the workplace hasn't provided sufficient support for them. Hmm. And, you know, um, we have the Equality Act now, which came out in um, 2010. And that Equality Act says you cannot discriminate against a woman because of the menopause. Um, and so, you know, the Health and Safety Act is coming in, and it is supporting. Very interestingly, if we look at organizations that have been taken to tribunals by women who feel that they have lost their job unfairly, they are seen as a disability. They're using the, the, the disability law. That, so they're saying that the menopause is a disability. Well, a menopause woman is not disabled, you know, and that's a stigma that they are being labelled with. So you can see how it's very challenging if that's how she's going to be portrayed, why she would want to continue in that workplace. And there's a lot of bullying goes on in workplaces as well. When women, uh, you know, hot flushes is, is, is a classic. Everybody knows hot flushes as a, or maybe you don't because you're young and you're a male, but you know, it's it's a horrible, horrible um place for a woman to be. You know, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she's in an oven.
1: Yeah.
2: And you know, if you're in a meeting and and you've got that hot flash and then a sentence Mm. goes missing and you start to panic and you can see your work colleagues and they're all nudging each other. You know Mm. she fears, fears for the security of her job. And you know, if more and more people understand the menopause, are understanding about the menopause, then workplaces can be made more menopause friendly. That they can make huge um, changes and differences, so that the the work experience for, for that woman is is, um, is more comfortable, and she can then go through the change, go through those challenges that she she, she needs to with the support. And then, you know, at some point, things will start to settle down again and back on, back Mm. to to where she's feeling. And again, that can take years for some people, months for others. Mm. Uh, Because we have perimenopause, menopausal, and then postmenopause. Mm. So there are three divided. And I think the perimenopause is the one that isn't recognised, that people just will say, oh, I can't sleep, oh, I'm feeling anxious, oh, I've got social anxiety, oh, I've lost my self-confidence, oh, I'm putting some weight on, Uh, and they're not realising that that's what's happening to them, and if we can catch them early enough and get them to recognise what's going on, then they can start to put things in place to help them through this journey.
1: Mm. Yeah. No I, I agree with you and I think like you know the the whole stigma around it you know is is wrong really um you know because people might be in relationships where their partner has it um you know we need to understand that you know like okay us males don't go through it but it doesn't help the situation almost if you don't understand it or if you're judging that person, because I think some couples might do that. They might say certain things, be judging. Yeah. Um, and I think, like you said, corporate wise and businesses as well, If pe- especially if people are high up and like you said, they have to give a presentation or a talk to 50 people and having a hot flush. And then they're being self-conscious, which then probably makes them more anxious, which then doesn't help that situation um, so, you you know, especially if you're, yeah working for a company, it's, you know, like you said people, it's been classed like, you know, an, an illness when it's not an illness.
0: Not an
2: illness. You know, if, if you take uh, a woman that's at the top of the game as an accountant uh, and there the, the has been a case and, you know, she can't afford to make mistakes because these, you know, these are company accounts that need to be absolutely 100%. Hmm but she can because of the issues that are going on, lack of sleep, anxiety, or all sorts of things that all come in. And there is hmm. brain fog, there is confusion, because hormones, you know, balance out your body. They, they become, we are hormones. or are a bunch of hormones that are rushing around, sorting out various uh, tasks that they need to do. So, hmm. you know, is it fair for that woman in that short time to, to lose her job, to dis, to be dismissed? Or you know, can we say that she has every right to say, look, can I take some time? Can I work from home? Because if I can work from home, I can have all the doors open. I can have all the windows open. I can mm. be as cool. I can take a break and have a glass of water. And if a job that she has to do that's from nine to five, she can do in her own time, whatever works, you know, that opportunity, she should be allowed that time in order to get herself from where she is to where she needs to be. Because Mm. it's possible. We can go through that transition Mm. As I say some more easily than others, Mm. but you just need a little bit of support. If somebody had fallen over and had an accident and damaged a physical part of their body, they would be allowed some time for that body to mend to recover oh, oh. and you know the menopause it's not an illness but it does need some time just to adjust and balance oh. and 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 you know it, it needs to be given grace and it needs to have some um, more understanding so that people and and you know Adam you're absolutely right in, in what you're saying about couples living together um, the The rate of divorce that happens around the menopause is very high. And there are a number of reasons why why that happens. but one of the saddest reasons is that Mother Nature gave us this incredible hormone, oxytocin.
0: Mm.
2: and when when uh, whether we have children or not, but female have an abundance of oxytocin because we are carers. When babies are born, the mother is flooded with this oxytocin. And it's a very clever, neat trick of mother nature because, you know, babies are pukey, smelly, screaming, sleepless nights, producing little bundles. And if the mother didn't love it unconditionally, is it going to put up with not getting any sleep? No, the mother is going to get, you know, because she loves it, that oxytocin is there. She's never going to leave that. That little baby, she's never going to not wipe up its sick or or clean its puffy bum. It, she's there, and oxytocin is one of the hormones that can diminish quite uh, significantly with the menopause. Mm. So we can have Mr. and Mrs. Jones, who yeah yeah just yeah, and,
1: yeah, she's right. and, yeah. It, uh,
2: and they, they they've been rubbing along really happily together, and their life is and you know every Thursday night. He's had a steak and kidney pie made for him. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, the missus says, sorry, and he's like, "What? Well, hang on a minute, mm. i had steak and kidney pie. Well, why can't I have one now? Because I just I don't feel like everyone, where are you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, And he's like, whoa, you know, hang on a minute. You know, you're just this unreasonable, crazy woman. You know, well, you obviously don't love me anymore because you can't give him, you know, and she's like, you and know, it, and it's so, and so, you know, he might slope off to the pub and get drunk because he's feeling rejected and she's feeling really angry because he hasn't understood her because they haven't communicated, they haven't shared what's going on. Um, you know, the last thing she needs is to not be heard, to not be listened, but maybe she doesn't know what's going on in herself. She just doesn't want to make the steak and kidney pudding anymore. She doesn't want to have to, clean up the mess after the kids anymore, or look after elderly parents in quite the same way. You know, there's a huge amount of stuff that goes on, and when oxytocin is is, is diminishing, it's tough to to keep on going. Um, if you're having sleepless nights, on top of that, you're exhausted. If you're really hot, then your duvet's on, the duvet's off, the duvet's on, the duvet's off. You know, if, if you don't set up some decent sleep, uh, regimes and sleep hygiene, um, and I always recommend to, to my ladies have single duvets because whatever you do with your duvet that's fine but his or her duvet that's next to you can just stay where it is so you're not disturbing that your partner that you're sleeping next to because you know if his sleep or her sleep is is disrupted as well then they're going to break up like bears with sore heads you know and so you just oh, shit, this mm. Um, you know, the other thing as well with oxytocin and, you know, linking into that is is the libido. Um, you can have somebody that's had a, a very physical relationship and all of a sudden it's, I am so not interested. Hmm. And so again, you know, that can be seen as a rejection. It can be very painful. Um, what, what is, what is a partner supposed to do? You know, this is we're supposed to have this intimate relationship, and all of a sudden you're saying no. So clearly that's saying that you don't want to be with me anymore. No, not true. It just means that in this moment in time, they haven't got the energy, the the wherewithal to engage in that. They are so busy trying to get these these hormones balancing mm. out that you know a night of passion is way, way down the list of, of meeting their needs.
0: But mm. unless that's
2: understood, Good by the partner. It, 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 it just creates this barrier between them. Um, mm. yeah, and, and, and so on and so on. It just rolls on. For women, aging is a very fearful place to be. Mm. If you're working, what are my work colleagues? Can I keep this job? If I'm not sleeping, how can I function? I'm putting on weight. I'm not attractive anymore. I'm not fit anymore knock on effect my husband my partner is not going to find me attractive anymore what's the cliche you know he then runs off or she then runs off with somebody else you know none of these are intentional but it's because people aren't communicating they're not understanding the severity of what's happening with these hormone changes that are going on but Mm. with some guidance with some support that menopause journey can be embraced and when you come out the other side, you're free. You know, it's mm-hmm. you are wise
1: uh, and you you've got another fifty years in front of you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely I, I completely agree with what you're saying and it's you know, like it's it's interesting, you know, learning about it and thinking about it because I think like, you know, men in general it's not really something that like like me, like, you know, if someone talks about it, or like, you know, we, we was talking about it, yeah and I was thinking to myself, oh, this is something that is going on. This is something that, you know, say I'm married in the future or something, or I'll have a wife whatever, then that, that is going to happen. So, you know, why, why pretend that isn't um, a thing? If it, if it is, you know, why push that under the carpet? You know, learn more about it, understand it. I mean, that's as a choice but I think that's just, that's something that you know men should look into as well, and I think that's something you know, that, that's my opinion yeah um because if i if men had something going on i I see it from the flip side as well because if men had something going on, you'd want the woman to understand what's going or what that thing is yeah. Yeah. it's not going to help the situation if they're just playing it off or not understanding it. And like you said, that, that communication is key and that awareness around it, especially in work as well, in relationships. It's all it's all like a knock-on effect in all these different avenues, isn't it? It's not just one thing like work. Work might be one strand of it. Then you've got relationships. And then you've got family. And then you've got yourself and
2: yeah.
1: self-image. And... I mean, growing old isn't always fun. I mean, you know, that, that's it's a
2: challenge, isn't it? Um, you know, uh, but if, if your hormones are raging, then trying to be logical in amongst all that can be, it it can be confusing. Um, and you know, you growing all gracefully is, is, is a great thing, but it can be, you know, well, do I go gray or do I, you know, do I have those Mm. lines in my hair that, you know, is it okay that I have a few more wrinkles? You know, eternal youth is something that today's society seems to promote. Um, it's interesting to to look at leading female role models. Uh, of, of of you know, we can have um, you know people like Dame Judy Dench. Mm. You know, she's she's out there. She's, she's a grey haired um, Oscar winning. Um, Looks Yeah, you know, so she hasn't pretended to be anything other than, than you should. I mean, Helen Mirren would be another one. I mean, you know, Helen Mirren, you know, how fantastic does she look in the, um? I won't say the product, but, you know, the, the, the,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's
2: a moisturizer that, you know, she- advertises. She, she absolutely promotes it and she looks amazing. And, you know, she's got great hair and, and she looks fantastic. You know. Yeah. This is this is where women need to look towards um, that it can, it is possible, but sometimes we just need a little bit of help, some guidance, and some support. And mm. for many women, because they don't understand what's going on, they continue their life maybe in, in, in a in a less well-being way. Mm. And we know that as we get older, we don't digest food, we don't take the nutrition out of food. As, as easily as we do when we're younger. And so mm. we, we have to look at eating healthy, nutritious food more than mm. we perhaps would have done in our 30s, 20s and thirties. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we have to uh, accept that sugar triggers hot flashes. Now, yeah, I've had women that practically wanted to punch my lights out when I've said, you know, you've got to reduce eating that chocolate and stop drinking the red wine just for now. And Mm -hmm. they won't take responsibility. They're really angry, thinking that they've caused some of these themselves. And, of course, it's not always true. But um, the one thing I always keep my clients, I get my clients to keep, is a food diary. And so that they can... For themselves, a pattern of triggers that are coming off, and foods are key to that well being. We know if you want to be fit and healthy, you know what you put in, you get out. It's mood and food. You know, if you're feeling low, think about the foods that are going to bring that mood up. And you know, processed foods, high sugary foods, are not going to elevate your mood, they're going to make that blood sugar drop through the floor you have to do as well and again this is another one take up a if you don't exercise you have to take up some form of exercise the body needs movement and i'm not talking about starting to do marathons i'm talking about 10 minutes of a walk uh, half an hour on a yoga mat doing some stretches they help flush out any toxins in there we also have to think about um the products that use you know have paraben free products shampoos and things like that reduce as many chemicals as you can in your body so that your body can sort out balancing these mm. hormones not having to divert that job into getting rid of toxic chemicals that are building up in your body it needs to be as clean and fresh as it can be to do the job mm. yeah so it is um As any menopause therapist will tell you, it's a holistic approach Mm. and it can be a a gentle, comfortable journey. Yes, there can be hiccups along the way, but there are many things that can help with the right guidance, the right information. Uh, Stress, Mm. you know, that's, that's another big one. And rightly said, you know, it all links in. If you're stressed at work, how are you going to balance out those hormones? How can you get rid of that stress when you get home? Yeah, it's, mm. and it's so on. And then and then you don't get a good night's sleep, or you haven't slept anyway, and then you've got stress which prevents your sleep, and so on, and we keep going round and round and round. So you can see why women do leave work early. We do mm. we can see why divorces, why relationships break up. Mm. It's 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 a it's a sad story that that's out there, but we can change it. And with more people like yourself, sort of saying, "Hang on, yeah, let's put the word out there," then I believe that it will, you know, it'll help and mm. it really get some momentum. And, and, and um...
1: yeah, yeah, no, I I completely agree with you. And I think, like, you know, I really think it's good that you're, you know, you're passionate about this, and you're, you know, you're willing to put it out there, you know, because I think a lot of people probably. I think, like I said, it's almost like, like you said, a taboo subject. Some people don't want to talk about it, and I think you know it's brave of you for, like, you know, to come out with what you're talking about, you know, with menopause and that you're passionate about it. Um, and like I said, I think you know more needs to be done about it, and I think through platforms like podcasting and um, social media, people can kind of use that more. To, to, to put out there and like you said it just takes sometimes you know one person for people to think oh yeah me me as well i'll, I'll, I'll then talk about it because someone else is talking about it kind of thing yeah.
2: it's interesting isn't it how the female body can be such a mystery that has to be a secret i mean you know that's the joy of a female body as, as well as the uh the, the sadness about it that, um Many things are secret, are kept to be not and, and, and to a degree that, you know, that's a nice thing. It's not, it's not um, an un, mm. unpleasant thing, but it, it mm. has to be understood. Um, and not many women understand their own bodies. So goodness me, it's a big ask for a man to understand a female body when she doesn't really understand it herself.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, that's a really good point, isn't it, as well? Because if that person doesn't quite understand what's going on, or they don't quite understand what, them, what you know, understand themselves, then it's going to be hard to communicate that to the person aside them. Yeah. Um, I, what I was just thinking as well came to mind is that that must be difficult for certain cultures as well, because some cultures... Some cultures... um. Probably can't people people can't talk about certain things. It's almost like you know, just get on with it. Yeah. Or if they're just like, I'll oh, just get on with it. Uh, I,
2: that... You're absolutely right. I, you know, there are uh, religious dogmas and cultures that um, you know women are uh, seen in a very different light, and yeah. that would be a very very different story to try and and, and get this message over. Yeah. Um, you know, and it and it must be so, so difficult. You know, we we you know, we know there are some cultures that when the women are menstruating, they're not even allowed to be around men. So to even begin working through any menopausal issues with with them would be mm, you
1: know, it's very, difficult. very difficult. Very difficult. But like Meg, Meg Matthews, the lady we mentioned who's in the media, um, she she's the one who experienced menopause and she was scared to drive. I mean, that's just one case, isn't it? I mean, I I know some people who have had it and they found it hard going to work, especially if they're in a certain position where you, you have to delegate, you know, and it's like, you might not feel 100%, but you've got to appear to be 100%. And that's the clash with it isn't it and I think it'll just break the ice a little bit so to speak if people understand it I mean you think of like mental health in the workplace, people are a lot more understanding of it now you know why can't that menopause thing, I mean that kind of ties into it anyway because you're going to be experiencing mental health problems you know anxiety and things like that through the menopause so it should tie into it Yeah I mean if we look at the case with that uh, you
2: know um, i got too anxious to drive. That would be something that arrived uninvited, with with no expectation and and just totally out of the blue. And I suspect what it would start with is apprehension, sitting at the wheel, holding onto the steering wheel slightly tighter, butterflies in the tummy, you know, being tied up in a knot in the tummy and getting to the destination and feeling, pretty exhausted Mm. Mm. Uh, and then you know getting back in that vehicle and driving back again, you know holding on checking is that okay and then you the body what we do is we pattern match so you then get out of the car and you get back into your home and the next day you've got another journey planned Mm. and your onboard computer goes back and goes you know yesterday that journey well, we were a bit anxious. And so it, it goes, well, do we really want to be anxious again today? Well, okay, well, we have to go on that journey. But the body's always remembered what it felt like yesterday. And so it will create the same kind of anxiety the next day. Because you've told the body that there's an issue with this, that you're feeling anxious. And so because it's pattern-matched to yesterday's journey, it will produce the same kind of stress hormones. So then you've got some cortisol coming into your body, you've got some adrenaline coming into your body, and away you go again on this journey, feeling really anxious. And so you're now building up a big narrative story of, driving makes me feel really anxious. And so it accumulates day after day after day. To so the end, you, the body goes, you know what? I can't do it anymore. Hmm. And and you think, I haven't, you know, there's no logic. I haven't been involved in a car accident, nothing awful happened. But this accumulation of anxiety has built up and built up and built up until I just cannot cope with this any longer. Social anxiety is incredibly common with with menopause ladies, but the same because of the um, lack of self worth, lack of self confidence. Sometimes because of the physical changes that they're experienced as in some, some slight weight gain or, you know, but they mm. can go from being a party animal, one minute, to wanting to just stay in, have duvet days and watch DVDs. Mm. Well, anybody that's around them is going to think that they've gone crazy. Come mm. on, come on, you're the party girl, come on. And the more pressure, you know, that that's being put on, the worse you feel. Because you're going, oh, I should, I feel guilty. I'm letting my friends down. I'm letting this down. But, but there's a bit of you that goes, oh, I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've, we've, we've got guilt then that comes in on top of all that. And then we know that when we feel guilty, it makes us feel more anxious. And so and then we're probably not going to get a a night's sleep because we're feeling really bad about the whole thing. And mm-hmm. if, again, we're back on that hamster world to nowhere.
1: Yeah, there's it's pretty so many now there's so many uh angles to it isn't there? there's so many uh kind of rabbit holes with it so to speak where it takes that person to you know sleep to you know work to how they think about themselves it's just like a big massive like spider web of different things it really does kind of open your eyes to it you know when you when you Look at it and how it affects that person in all these areas. Um, like, what do, do you think, like, this current situation with like the pandemic has probably made it harder for some people who are going through the menopause? Do you think? Because, I mean, I spoke to somebody and they said they, you know, they didn't want to queue up to go into the supermarket, felt really upset and overwhelmed to, you know, just to go into the supermarket and queue up you know, little things like that, like you said, like going for a drive or going and doing something with this whole situation is probably making people more stressed. And if they're going for the menopause, it might be a bit harder, probably.
2: Well, that's interesting. I think there's probably a paradox in there because if you are struggling with social anxiety, if you don't want to have to do the meeting and greeting, uh, and if, you know, the workplace has been, and all of a sudden you haven't got to go out, are no parties you can go to and you can work from home then in actual fact Mm -hmm. for some that's been okay you know it's 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 been a more comfortable time for them um and you know maybe for some that are experiencing that you know if they they've been able to press that pause button take a deep breath and if they've managed to look at any changes that need to be implemented in that time that you know, when we come back out of this into the new norm, whatever that new norm mm-hmm. be, it, it would be quite nice to think that that they can manage it because they've they've had the opportunity to work at it gently uh, in a in a quiet way because they've had that time at home. They've had the time out because society pushes us, doesn't it? It's a bit you know. Once you're on on that treadmill, it's really hard to get off it. Um, and so you feel that you have to keep going have to keep going have to keep going but by no fault of anybody's at the moment we've all had to take a step off it in one way or another mm. um yeah i mean men, if you're anxious about um your health and well-being and then the, the pandemic you know that's only going to obviously increase the anxiety so again everybody's some people are pretty chilled about it. Some people are terrified about it, and there are a mm.
1: few people that are in the middle somewhere. Um, you know. Yeah. No, it's um, it, it definitely does, you know, raise your awareness when you think about it. Um, and I feel I think, like you said, it it's something that. I mean, it, it's new to me. I mean, I I've had relatives who've, you know, gone through it and I haven't really thought too much about it or, you know, I just thought, oh, it's just, just one of them. It's just, uh, you know, but like if they're not communicating how they feel and how it affects them and like you said, that can tie into either might not know what's going on yeah. or, um, you know, it's hard to communicate that across. People can, people can judge. People can judge sometimes or say like the odd thing. And we shouldn't really. Um, it's wrong. And um, yeah, I think you know through the media, and the government, and workplaces, you know, being more open about it, and understanding, you know, taking that bit of time just to be there. You know, it's it's empathy, isn't it? I mean, you want that to be that to be understood. You want to be feel welcomed. You, you know, why? Like you said, why should a workplace or a business or corporation mm-hmm. fire somebody because they might feel that like they're going through something for the menopause and just replace them with someone else? Mm-hmm. I think I remember you said that happened to somebody. Somebody yeah. got fired from their job yeah. because of the menopause and it was labelled as mental illness. Like, it's crazy. Um, what What ages does it happen? Can it happen at, like... You know, very early on in the thirties or forties.
2: That that's another really interesting question there, Adam, because we are finding that women are going into the menopause earlier and earlier. Um the average age is fifty-one. But it can happen anytime before or after that. Um historically it's it, it's perimenopause around forty-five little slight changes can begin that that unless you're a very self-observing person you wouldn't perhaps necessarily notice um but they are seeing women now increasingly earlier and earlier and i, I think we have to look at the environment and the expectations what pressures are these people underneath what toxic chemicals are they being exposed to hmm. for this to happen? I mean, stress is definitely a big, big uh, um, factor in, in, in any mental health. But hmm. I think with the, with the menopause, we know that stress has a, a big impact. Um, and you know, and stress can come in many different sizes. Um, hmm. you, know, you can be a child under stress if you're being bullied at school. You can be hmm. a young person under stress because of expectations from um, their peers or or family expectations needing to achieve, you know we inadvertently um, expose ourselves to stress, and and how we manage that stress is is down to the individual whether they have the capacity to self-soothe and calm and their resilience to it. But you know if if you've got somebody that has you know had a horrendous childhood. Been exposed to a high level of stress and anxiety and fear often then you know everything in their body has been compromised their autoimmune system has been put under huge amounts of pressure and so as they go through life you know the chances of them not having uh, well, uh, breast cancer for instance we know is, is very high for people that have been sexually abused. You know, mm. Constantly in their childhood, they've been in a in a, a very stressful situation. And so, the, you know, menopause, I think, can be one of those that um, not all, again, because we cannot generalize, right. but I think, you know, <clears throat> if if we had education as young people and you were told that in, in 50 years' time, you're going to feel like this, and you're gonna have this, this and this. But if you set yourself up today, then some of the, that experience in 50 years time is going to be more comfortable, mm. less what it is. You know, but then, you know, does that ever stop somebody smoking? Mm. You know, is that, it's the, <clears throat> why does somebody start smoking knowing full well that <clears throat> so i have a chance of, mm. of having of, of having um Can't
1: cancer or problems yeah yeah it's definitely like you said it's definitely something that i think you know needs to be put into the um system somewhere you know it needs, needs to be some kind of guidance on it or because it's something that isn't i mean I, i'm a i'm a guy but i mean it's only something you really about what people talk about it's not really something that people have educated on probably unless they research it and they have to, it's something like you have people have to educate themselves on it if that makes that's crazy, if that makes sense that's
2: uh, certainly at the moment um you know they have to to find what's going on and and as I say you know the, the first port of call generally has been going to to their gp and they will report things like um insomnia or anxiety or depression. And it, yeah. it's very quickly medicalized, put down as an illness, which it isn't. Um, yeah. and and they they deal with those. Some GPs yeah. are, are more understanding. Um, and, and you know then I mean women have a choice whether they go on HRT or not. And the HRT debate is a huge one. And we could we could talk all day about you know the and cons yeah, yeah. of HRT. But for some women, it's definitely the right answer because they they can go on the HRT and replaces all the hormones that have been depleted and that's fine. But we have to look at the long term um, implications of that. How long could a woman stay on HRT given that her body naturally should be making these changes at some point? because she's not designed to be having babies at 80 years old, you know, fact. Mm. So it's, it's whether you want to keep that body in that false state and how long do you want to keep it in that false state. If you're working and your career is dependent on it and there is no alternative, it's definitely HRT is a lifesaver. There are other alternatives, and again, we could, you, know, you could talk about those, but a lot of them, my first port of call is always look at your lifestyle, look at your health and well-being, let's address the sleep, let's reduce the anxiety, let's clean up the diet, let's reduce the amount of chemicals that you're exposed to, and then let's have a look, see how you're feeling, let's see what's going on. Mm. And at that point, if it's, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good on that one, I know that if I have that cheeky chunk of chocolate, um, mm. I might have a bit of a hot flush. And that, mm. that you know, it's, if you do the risk assessment, or it's a birthday and I'm going to celebrate, I'm going to have some red wine or, or, or something. But maybe that night then your, your sleep is going to be not as good as, as it would be. But knowing that you've, you've done it and you can get back on track is a great thing. For some women, they can't control it. For some women, it's impossible. For some women, it is. Uh, and that's why, you know, getting some help from a, a menopause therapist really has to be, I think, for many the way forward. I, mean, I think it should be provided by the NHS. I think it should be something that uh, young people are told about at a young age. Whether they take any notice of it, like we've talked about smoking, is you know, it's a freedom of choice then, isn't it? But at least, you know,
1: for armed is forewarned. Mm, yeah no I, I i agree i think it's definitely something that needs to be you know put into education somewhere you know this would be some um commercial awareness around it you know yeah. um and i think like you said if you start giving someone somebody starts taking antidepressants or starts taking certain drugs um for menopause, which doesn't even treat menopause, um, then that person, you know, especially in America, there's lots of crazy, uh, you know, people can be prescribed on 10 different things because they're taking one thing that they need to then take something else and then something else to counteract that. And before you know it, you might get people on 10 or 11 different medications because of menopause, because it's just stemmed from... All these different things. So yeah, That's I, I to <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then that just causes like more problems. But um, yeah. No, I I completely agree with you. And I, I think I think through this, people can take a lot from it. You know what we've spoken about. What you, you know, and the and the work that you do, you know, can really help people. You know the mental health with people going through menopause and i think it's you know a really positive thing to be I there think, um
2: you know uh before before we wrap up i, I think yeah. one thing i wanted to get across is that you know women should thrive not just survive mm. and i think mm. that's the message uh, you know i want to say come on let's thrive you know, there's a great life out there. It's a fantastic mm. world that we live in. Okay, a little bit topsy-turvy at the moment, you know. But, yeah, um, yeah. but you know, it, it, it's a great world. It's a beautiful world. Mm. Okay, again, topsy-turvy, and there's not. But we should be able to to embrace it and and go. Isn't this amazing? Isn't mm. this fantastic? Okay, I know that that's that's me. You know, you might say cloud cuckoo land because. Everybody has, uh, you know, there are dark, darker sides of life. I, I, I get that. But um, if we can get out of our own way, if we can see and, and thrive and, and, and let go of things,
0: wow, you know,
2: you can get to the end of the life and say, I had a ball. Mm. It, 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 was, it was a great, great experience. Um, and and just because you've reached a certain age, doesn't mean you have to stop having challenges. Doesn't mean that you can't set yourself a goal. You, you, if, how can a dream come true if you don't have a dream? So we all have have a, a a journey, and just because we've reached a certain age, doesn't mean to say that we that we have to stop. You can go and climb a mountain. Might not be the biggest mountain in the world. But if you can fit and you can be trained and you can do it,
0: mm.
2: you can do it. Um, and not, oh, I can't because I'm menopausal, or oh, I can't because I'm old, or oh, I can't because of this. Um, and, and I know that's kind of simplistic because physically there are people that have big questions. But that's why I think, you know, if we get into well-being early enough, then we can look after our, our health. We can look after to the best of our ability we can keep going what we've been given as a gift
0: mm.
2: um, so let's yeah. all be out there thriving not just surviving
1: yeah no that's it I, I i completely agree with you and i and i think like you know it's it's what you do with what's happening isn't it like you're going to become a victim of it and point the finger at it or are you going to take it and you're going to use it you know to like motivate you to do something you know about it i think you know we have a choice don't we um and like i that that we say thriving and surviving that that thought came into my head today actually and i was like are we are we thriving or surviving and that's a really good quote isn't it it's a really good way because we are intended you know really thriving or surviving aren't we it's one or the other like and we have a choice Mm. Mm. And
2: and really, that choice is a thought. Mm. We can choose to think one way or to think another way.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: oh so yeah.
1: No, sir. So I I I think you know, with what we spoke about, is really you know it's really important. I think it's really really important, and. I think it's you know a great job what you're doing, and I think it's really um, you know brave of you to talk about it, and you know I I applaud you for for talking about it and putting that putting it out there, you know, and I I I think it's something that even you know not just women, but I mean men like me you know, should look more into it. It's made me think more about it. And I've, I've learned more about it through talking to you and I, I really appreciate that. And I think you know, not just women should look into I think men should look into it as well. Everybody should.
2: Because well, we, we should care about one another, shouldn't we? We're all human beings. Hmm. Um,
0: yeah.
2: You know, gender shouldn't be, shouldn't be an issue here.
0: No, no.
2: Just being, being caring. Um, hmm. So yeah, and thank you for being brave enough to, to step into <laughs> a, a, into this world of of menopause, and and um, you know, at at some point, you know, I think it's important for men to to learn how to survive her menopause because yeah, it's it's a difficult time in in relationships. Uh, it's a difficult time for a woman, but it's a difficult time for the yeah. family as well.
1: So. Yeah, no, no, you're very very welcome, and um, I'm I'm very. Very humbled and grateful to you know to have you on the podcast and it really really means a lot and yeah, it's just any, nice
2: any time, madam you know you are welcome. yeah
1: yeah yeah no same to you and um like where where can people find you on like uh social media and website
2: yeah um so my email address i said earlier it's kim, kim thomas the number 10 at awild.com uh and my company is a new you therapy so if mm. you go to the musictherapy.co.uk, you, you can find me there.
1: Mm. I forgot to mention as well, your your therapy. What what kind of therapy? Your therapist, but in what areas? Sort well, of a
2: lot. I, I I work a lot with anxiety, but mm. really uh, promoting the work with with women's wellbeing. That's not to say that I won't work with men because I have a lot of male clients that are uh, working with some anxiety. And, mm. So yeah, yeah. So I use a lot of guided imagery. Um, I'm coming from the the Human Givens perspective. Um, mm. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, get people. They if they look at um, Human Givens therapy, they they'll see the approach that that I take with with my clients.
1: Yeah. No, that's awesome. And I, you know, it's really lovely that you you know you're you're out there helping people. Uh, and I applaud you for that. And yeah, you know, I'll I'll share your your details in this podcast, and I'll promote what you do as well for you. And, Lovely. Thanks, Adam. No, you're Thanks. welcome.
2: Well, keep safe and yeah. um, we'll catch up again.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. You're very welcome.
2: Take care. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Ken.